0: Welcome to another edition of Inside the Economy. I'm Larry Howes. Thanks for joining me. What I'm going to talk about in this edition, retail sales, wages, manufacturing growth in the U.S., the recovery of the stock and bond markets, a little bit of presidential politicking and income tax rates, and the debt, and how things are going with our trading partners quick look at the numbers and we're putting over there on the far left exactly what the week was like a year ago. You'll notice very few things have changed other than rates are down, oil is down. Most commodities in the planet are down. The uh, excessive construction and boom going on in the global economy is pretty much over for the foreseeable future. We had a tiny bond rally, not surprising. Well, Let's start with retail sales. They've been good, they've been positive. Consumers have been spending well. They've not been accumulating a lot of new debt. Consumer revolving and non-revolving debt are actually down a little tiny bit. Now, some of this is due to wages have picked up a lot in the last, actually since 2017. They're kind of catching up a little bit to a lack of inflation over the last decade. I think that's going to cool here very soon. Hourly workers have probably caught up to where they ought to be inflation-wise and cost of living-wise. So that will probably cool. Now, most of the boom you'd anticipate is in manufacturing. There seems to be pressure in the job market, new incentives, A lot of things. Now, here's the graph of what's going on in manufacturing. I don't think the United States will ever get back to a target of 15 million jobs in manufacturing. That's probably not going to happen. It's mostly over in the service and the technology side of things. It is important, especially to parts of the country like this. Now, the colors here that, uh, let's call it mauve. That's an incentive given to Taiwan for the Foxconn thing in Wisconsin. The green is, I believe, for Ireland. It should come as no surprise that it's the heartland of America, and especially up there by the Great Lakes, that have people they want to employ. They have lots of water. They have lots of space. They have manufacturing capabilities. That's where the incentives are to do manufacturing. Well, over the course of time, we'll see how that picks up, but If you're a governmental agency and basically you give all your tax revenue away, it's great that you employ people. It still undermines your tax base and property taxes for school levies and whatnot. It is a very, very debatable issue. Now, to the markets. The S&P 500 did its predicted 15 or so percent correction. I think the bottom was December 24th. It has recovered very quickly since then, yet it has recovered to a nice earnings per share number under 16. Things get a little tense when the EPS number goes above 18 or certainly as high as 19, hasn't been there in quite a while. 16 is fine, takes a little edge off the market, takes the debate about whether there's a bubble in the S&P 500 out of the market as we're following earnings so closely. Now the bond market pretty much did the same thing. Those of you that aren't familiar with the vernacular in the bond market, we always talk about the spread and are the spreads widening or the spreads tightening. The spread in in this case are investment grade bonds, high quality corporate bonds, and high yield, junk bonds, basically corporate America, some international stuff here. But the spread is how much higher the yield is compared to a same maturity treasury. Treasury, zero risk. Yes, it is zero risk. Everything is rated above a treasury. So the higher the spread, the more yield the corporate bond has to pay for people to buy them. In capitalism, people are paid for taking risk. That's why the spread widens when things are bad. Look at 2016. We had kind of an iffy market in 16. Spreads widen way up. 350 basis points, 3.5% if you're paying attention. Now, spreads are tightening now, coming back down. That suggests and means that the market believes there's less and less risk in the market going forward. And I think that's exactly the case. Unfortunately, I was anticipating that the presidential campaigning wouldn't begin until June. I've been disappointed. Sadly, it's begun already. And it's begun with the standard two topics at the beginning of all presidential seasons, debt and income taxes. Well, I want to touch on debt just a little bit. I know I talk about Treasury a lot, but when the United States issues debt in the form of a Treasury, the bond market always looks at one huge fundamental. Is the U.S. government and the United States as a whole getting a better return issuing debt than they would have if they'd not issued it? This chart is not very complex. The blue is the yield on the 10-year, what people are paying for 10 years. The black is GDP growth. Now, if growth stays ahead of the cost of the money, which is the yield on the 10-year, that means you're getting a better return, increased GDP, more transactions, more income taxes on the issue of that treasury than you would have had you not issued it. Fundamentals in bonds. The reason you sell a bond is you'll do better with it than you would have without it. So, don't worry about debt, the the market for treasuries is even more robust than it was even five years ago. Unfortunately, in 2000, I was very much in the bandwagon. Gee, the Euro, we got an opportunity here to get another global currency a reliable currency, fiat currency, if you would, where some of the burden of floating the global financial system can be spread around a little bit. It doesn't have to be the dollar. Well, it worked for a little while, unfortunately. in the last several years, in the last five years, the cracks in the value of the euro have been getting wider and wider. At the same time, China has been really trying to sell the yuan as the new global currency, Uh, That has failed miserably, so it is back to the dollar. Last time, that's why we talked about a lot of new sovereign debt is being issued in dollars. Well, everybody's buying treasuries. I don't care how you feel about government debt, but those treasuries impact and benefit you in all aspects of life. The other issue that came up, and is going to be used a lot as the presidential thing kicks off, income taxes, always start a presidential campaign saying, oh, well, we need to tax the rich more, or they need to pay their fair share. Now, here's a reminder, and everybody's seen this chart before, it just gets updated by the IRS every year, of our marginal tax rates back to about 1930, and during the war, our marginal rates were about 91%, and they worked their way down over the last 50 or 60 years, but what has not changed is the income derived from those rates has stayed very consistently between 17 and 18 percent of GDP, regardless of the marginal rates. It comes as no surprise to anybody that those higher income taxpayers are generally business owners or relatively savvy technical people, and there are ways to avoid, who would ever avoid, or recharacterize or a lot of techniques up to the point of closing their businesses to not give more and more of it away. There is a point to any taxpayer where you start getting diminishing returns. Anyway, you can raise rates all you want. You aren't gonna get more revenue. We have 60 years of good evidence for that. But it will be talked about a lot. Talk about the rest of the world. France has pretty high rates not as high as Norway or Sweden or Denmark, those are well up in the 70s. But the last closet socialist economy, France, is taxing people more and more and obviously driving people away. The Same, by the way, is happening with the state of New York and of course California. They've gotten very, very expensive and both those states are talking about increasing their taxes for more social programs. Amazingly enough, people leave. the rest of the world, we're kind of in the ballpark there. The United States is about 35, 36%. Some of the countries are a little higher, Switzerland's a little more, a bunch are lower. All of the Mideast is lower, they don't have income taxes at all. That's a pure socialist economy. Talk about trading partners for just a minute. Uh, quick reminder, the ones in red here are the countries we have deficits with, Germany, Japan, China, Mexico, big deficits. We buy more from them than they buy from us. The ones in green, we have surpluses with. Most of South America, a little bit of Canada, Singapore, they buy more from us. Fine, just as a reminder. A lot of talk about China in the media. And when you look at our actual exports number, our exports number has been moving along fine. It's grown pretty well since 2010. Uh, What has happened, if you look here at the light blue, that's what we've been exporting to China. A lot of that is soybeans. It's not all soybeans, it's a lot of things. The numbers going to China dropped through the floor. That's not gonna stay down there, but the trend is going to be down. And the rest of our export numbers continued right where they were. Well, it's oil. Here is the light purple, 2017. The kind of orange is 2018. The blue is the number of barrels a day that we've exported to Europe. That's about 610,000 barrels a day we send to Europe. Well, even though the price is down, it's still a big number. We're exporting a lot of oil and that's not gonna change in the near future. Now, those that have built their future on revenues from oil, that's all of the Middle East, Norway, is the other socialist country that really vaunted sovereign fund almost a trillion dollars, finally came out and said, well, yes, we're relying on accumulating money from selling Brent crude out of our wells in the North Sea. However, they finally disclosed what sort of results they've been getting from discoveries, basically for the last 40 years. They used to have great huge, millions of barrel discoveries, that has reduced itself significantly. As the income into the sovereign fund has been reduced significantly. However, the payouts, which basically pay for everything in Norway, haven't been reduced. They've crept up a little bit. It's going to be an interesting experiment to see how long the use of that sovereign fund can pay for everything and what happens to it when it gets to the point where it's really being depleted quickly. More on that later. Finally, the whole Brexit thing really isn't getting any better. Never assumed that it was going to. I know I was hoping for some miraculous saves or some change of motives, whatever it was, but somebody asked me, well, who voted for what? The blue here is people that wanted to leave the gold are people who wanted to stay in the EU. Don't be surprised that it's all of Scotland, Wales, Ireland, except for Northern Ireland, and of course the areas around London. Now, it wasn't enough to stem the tide and things aren't going well. Right now the issue is Northern Ireland, and we knew this years ago it was going to be Northern Ireland and the border with the Republic of Ireland. The EU and the Republic of Ireland Are being adamant that saying that Northern Ireland fellow Irishmen forget the political side of things they have to be treated like they're still in the EU because we have a lot of borders we don't have a wall between us it's a big deal well those supporters of Britain which is a current government in Northern Ireland right now are adamantly opposed that is the main sticking point the rest of the people that voted to leave Unfortunately, are those in the manufacturing heartland of England, the Midlands. Well, a lot of jobs have gone away in the last couple of years, and more happened. Nissan isn't going to build a new model there. Airbus is really sincerely talking about leaving. Panasonic has left. All the banks have left. They're not coming back, even if Great Britain says, gee, we want back in. I don't think they're going to get a very good result. It's... Not a tragedy, it's just not going to have a good outcome. Well, that's enough, and that's really how I see things right now. I'll keep you updated on how these numbers change going forward. Again, if you have any questions, just shoot an email here, and I'll do everything I can to answer it. Thanks for joining me.